0: prayer series. Um, but let me start with a funny story. Prayer seems to be so heavy and like so serious. And so I, there's a story I heard. I, I think it's funny. Um, so there's a, a, a true story about a pastor, very, very famous pastor. Uh, but in his early years, his first, first early years um, of ministry, this, this man said, tells a story. He says he got, he get, he got hands laid on him. He got filled with the Holy Spirit, and he said, "If you know when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, like your prayer life goes to a whole new level. You you think you can pray for anything and everybody." This, so he was really like pumped up. He was he was charged. His faith was high, and uh, he gets invited to go speak in another country. So he's in this third world country, and he's speaking. And he's on stage, and then all of a sudden. This rain begins to, to, to fall down, and they're, they're in indoors, but they're under this tin uh, uh, roof, so it's making a lot of noise. And so this pastor stands on stage, and he says, in the name of Jesus, stop raining. And everybody in in the audience was like clapping and they were like enjoying the, the, you know, the the service. And they were just like, there was just this, this really charged. And so he's thinking like they're egging him on. So he says a second time, in the name of Jesus, stop raining. And the rain began to pour even harder. But this time the crowd stopped cheering. They stopped moving. They were staring at this pastor. What this pastor didn't know was this country had been in a drought for several years. And he says it a third time. In the name of Jesus, stop raining. And he got booed off the stage. I tell you his name, but he's still... He's still, he's he's got one of the biggest churches in America. Here's here's, uh, what I got out of that. Sometimes it's not what you pray for, but it's who you pray for that matters. This morning, I'm going to challenge you to embrace a new prayer stance. Maybe you have this stance already. Maybe maybe you have this position. In fact, this morning, everybody is going to receive a new title. You've all been promoted. I've talked to the Lord, and he said, yeah, everybody online, everybody here, you all have been promoted. I'm going to tell you what that title is in just a moment. But the title of this message is Prayers That Make a Difference. Prayers That Make a Difference. A difference. Let me, let me kind of level this 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 prayer field because I know when it comes to prayer. Sometimes, at least in my mind, I think sometimes there's levels of prayer. Like I know some, I know some 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 people like some ladies back home in, in San Jose. Like these ladies, we call them the prayer ladies. I don't, I don't know why we call them the prayer ladies, but there's like this handful of ladies. Like it's like all they do is pray all day long. So like if, if you have something serious, you got to call the ladies. And ladies come and they pray and whatever they pray, like, so there's, there's levels just naturally thinking like maybe, maybe I don't pray as much as them. So maybe on the prayer level, there's, there's, there's rankings. So let me, let me try and level this a little bit. Um, The late John McCain, he writes in one of his books, he tells a story about when he was a prisoner of war and in in, in Vietnam, and in this time of capture, he was with someone else. There's a guy with him by the name of Christian. And what this man did, this young man Christian, was he found some some thread. He found some red, white, and blue thread. And Christian was able to sew and form this kind of makeshift American flag on, on a, the inside of a t-shirt. And every morning, Christian would hang this T-shirt on a hook in their room. And they, all the soldiers, all the prisoners would stand and they would pledge allegiance to the flag. And when the guards found out what was going on and they found out who was responsible, they actually took this young man, and they took him to the back and they beat him almost to death. They beat, they, beat, they beat him for hours and hours, and they send this poor young man out. This young man is bleeding. This young man is bruised. They, put, they stripped him of his clothes. They put him in this white jumpsuit, and they sent him back out to, to where the rest of the prisoners were at. And something powerful happened. The very next day, this young man stands in the same place, in the same room, with his hand on his heart. And he begins to pledge his allegiance to the flag. And the guards come out. And they look on the hook and they don't see the, the American flag there or the makeshift American flag. And they, and they look at Christian and they said, he is the American flag. Family, I want to say this. Prayer is not something we do. Prayer is who we are. And I think we have to understand this before we move forward. We have to understand that that you and I are people of prayer. Prayer is not some, prayer is not a meeting. Prayer is not something we do. Uh, prayer is not something we submit. Pray think about this. Your Christian life, this very start of your Christianity starts with a prayer. And then it keeps it keeps progressing as as you walk with Jesus, as you walk in your daily life, it, it, you, you get closer to Christ, you get closer to the father. How? Through prayer. Through talking, through communion. So so prayer is who we are. This this church, not just Gilbert, but the gateway, it was founded on prayer. It's who we are. Prayer is the foundation. Prayer is, 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 is the very basis of our life. So wh- why is prayer so important for you and I? Because prayer has the power to change things. Prayer has the power to change lives, destinies atmospheres prayer that prayers that make a difference change things i shared that story with you last week about honai the jewish story honai that made a circle and he stood in it and he he began to pray for rain and 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 the story is that it, the, they had been in a drought for several years, and and he he just an ordinary guy he wasn't a priest, he wasn't a prophet, he he was just an ordinary guy that was just desperate for God to move, and so he makes this circle and he stands in it, and he says, God, I'm not moving until you send rain. I'm going to continue this story, and I want to point out just a couple of things. I want to highlight some things. Is the first thing is this. 30 years of what seemed like silence from God, 30 years of drought, 30 years of not no no prayers being answered. The the story says that all the prophets had died died off, and and but 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 Honai prays and all of a sudden rain falls. So the first thing I want to point out about that is that God hears again. It doesn't matter who, who you are. Honai wasn't special. He didn't, he didn't go to prayer school. He, didn't, he wasn't a theologian. He, to to, to all my knowledge, he, he was just an ordinary man that just had the courage to believe God. and, and to, Even though for 30 years, a generation at that time was probably about 30 years. And so for 30 years, silence, no prayers, dead. You know what? That 30 years was probably a lot of discouragement. A lot of fear, a lot of doubt, and i don't I'm not trying to draw any parallels or convince you, but it doesn't that feel like today it, don't we all have questions like God like where are you? Are you really going to let this virus like sweep this the whole world like like doesn't it feel like, where are you, God? Like, are you there? Did we do something wrong? This is what they felt. This is what they all experienced. And so, so people were taking a step back and just saying, you know, this is just our new way. But Honai, Honai says, no, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe God. And, and, and then all of a sudden it began to rain. So God hears again. That's what that's if you were in that village, that's what the message you had to receive. Not, we're thankful for the rain. That was that was really cool. That was really powerful, but but God heard Honai. Can I can I can I just be completely transparent and honest with you? We are not discouraged. At all about where our church stands today. Partly because every church in America is is. I, at first, I thought it was just me. Like it was just us. Like, man, we're, everyone's. Where's everyone at? No, 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 no. We're we're not discouraged. Here's why. Here's why. Because we absolutely believe that God hears us. We absolutely believe. And I don't know, and I don't claim to know what is going on, why, why every church in America, it, people just stop coming. I don't know the answer to that. But what I do know this, if we keep honoring God, he's going to keep honoring us. We are not discouraged. God hears us. And the second thing about that story is this. And this is where, this is where we're going to take off. So I need you guys to jump in jump in the bus second thing is this the rain that came down it blessed so many people see honai didn't just pray for rain for him he prayed for rain and it rained and it affected the whole area this is what he said these are his words after it began to sprinkle, it began to, to rain just lightly. He says, He says, not for such rain have I prayed for, but for rain that will fill cisterns, pits, and caverns. What's he saying? He's saying, I, I just don't want to, to, the, the splash or, or the, 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 the answered prayer. He says, I want, I want rain that's going to fill us, I want rain that's going to sustain us, I want rain that's going to keep us going. Not just his little village or his tent. He says, "God, let it." And then all of a sudden, the story goes. All of a sudden, it begins to pour. I mean, just re- the story says, "Rain the size of egg, size of eggs were falling." And all of a sudden, like the village began to flood. And so, Hohne prays one more prayer. He says, "Not for such rain have I prayed for, but for rain of Thy favor." of thy blessing, of your graciousness for generations. Prayers that make a difference are prayers that bless others. See, today we're talking about prayers. We've been talking about prayers for our personal life. And even last week, we talked about bold prayers. And I challenge you to make to, to circle some things in your life and, and to pray these bold prayers. But today, today we're talking about prayers that bless others. Question for you. Real question for you. You can answer it to yourself. Do you actually believe that your prayers make a difference? Do you actually believe that your prayers can bless others? Listen, if you don't believe that, then we're in trouble. If we don't believe that our prayers make a difference, then we're going to be in trouble. I think about all those kids in that room. We've had so many children in that room. If we don't believe that our prayers work, I'm concerned for that generation. If if you don't believe that your prayers make a difference, I am concerned about the future of the church not our church, the, if, if we don't believe that our prayers make a difference, if we just believe that prayer is for Honi and those people and that we don't have a part in it, then I feel like we are in trouble. I don't want to be like, like the village for 30 years. and I don't want to wait for a Honi to come. I want to believe this, that God hears my prayer. And I'm just an ordinary guy, and I work an ordinary job, and I, I do my thing, and I have a family, and things are tough, and things are hard, and, and things, I get discouraged. But, but you know what? When I get on my knees, and when I pray in my car, or, or on my couch, or wherever it is, that God hears my prayer, and my prayer changes things. If we don't, we're in trouble. If we don't, we're in a pandemic. We watch the news often, not because we're nosy. I think we watch the news because we are people of prayer. And there's a lot of domestic violence. There's a lot of political violence. There's a lot of stuff. So what can I do? I'm just, I'm just one person. Here's... Here's what we like to say. You're one person, but your prayer goes into this, into this prayer bowl in heaven. And you keep making a prayer, and it keeps going in, and it keeps going in. And all of a sudden, one day, one day, one day, you're going you're gonna to pray that one prayer, and it's going to fill that bowl, and that bowl is going to overflow. Seems overwhelming. What could we do? Well, let's pray like this. Let's look to God's word. And let's pray like this. And then here comes your new title, and your new position. 1 Timothy 2. We don't have slides. 1 Timothy 2 says this. I urge you. I urge you, first of all, pray for all people. First of all, pray. Don't talk about people. Don't try to figure it out. Don't consult people. He says, first of all, pray for all people. Ask God to help them and intercede on their behalf. Intercede on behalf, on their behalf. Do you know what your new title is? intercessors. You all are now intercessors. Let me, let me continue on. First of all, pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases our God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and understand the truth. For there is one God, one mediator that can reconcile God and humanity. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. This is the message God gave to the world just at the right time. So the question is, what could I do? The answer is intercede. I don't know what definition comes to your mind or what your thoughts of intercession. It sounds like those little old ladies in our old church that could just pray. And pray. those are their true intercessors. Those are the ones that make a difference. Those are the ones that know how to get a hold of God. Here's what intercession is. Intercession is a form of prayer that allows us to make an eternal difference in a hurting world. See, the word intercede means this simply means to make a bold appeal on behalf of others. That's what intercession is. If you've ever prayed for somebody other than yourself, then you have made intercession. Honai was praying for rain, but he wasn't praying for himself. He was interceding on behalf of his village. Intercession connects us. To something. Intercession gives us empathy. Intercession gives us compassion. It it, it it connects us. It gives us personal involvement. There's a difference between like hearing about something or seeing something and then and then and then praying for that. But an intercessor is actually connected to that prayer. Connected. The word the prefix inter- I-N-T-E-R, it means in the midst. It means connected. It means that when we intercede, we're actually coming close to that. I'll give you an example. We were here a few weeks ago. We have Saturday morning prayer, um, every, every Saturday morning and it was the beginning of the year and it was just a few of us here and as as we normally in the parking lot right outside and we we were talking as we normally do before prayer and then all of a sudden we began to pray and this, this one of our young leaders she begins to pray for women. Not just in the church but women in this community and in this valley in the surrounding city she started praying for divorced women and broken women and hurting women and you can just feel this like you can feel this connection that she had not that she's one of them but but because her heart is hurt for those women. That's intercession. And then in that moment, we just, we just connected with her because she was connected to that burden. And we were crying and we were screaming and we were yelling. Why? Not, not to make a scene, but to, because we were connected. It seemed like that problem became our problem in that circle because who else was going to pray? And so we prayed. See, intercession is important because God uses it to change hearts. He uses it to change history. The great Christian leader, Oswald Chambers, he said this, prayer doesn't, e- doesn't equip us for greater works. Prayer is the greater works. Prayer is not something we do. It's who we are. You are a greater Work, you have, you possess something inside of you. You have, you have a a spirit that is connected to the Father. And when you pray, you pray that your spirit sends direct message. We no longer have to go to a priest and send a message through a priest. We no longer have to write, uh, pay for, uh, to light a candle and send a prayer that way. We're connected to the Father. But he places us in our families, in our communities, in our schools, and our jobs, and he, and so where the real hurt is, where the real pain is. And so we see that and we take it before God and we say, God, help, God, heal, God, mend. In Exodus chapter seventeen, verse eight, there's a story in the Bible about uh, Moses. Moses uh, sends Joshua out to war. This is the first time we see Joshua or me, Joshua in the Bible. And Joshua is going to go fight the Amalekites, and the, there was a great battle, and there was a great opposition, and 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 so Joshua took the army, and they went to go. They were in. Battle. They were in war. And so Moses goes to the mountain and, and he goes, and I know you know the story. He goes to the mountain and he begins to lift his hands and he begins to pray for, over the battle. And the Bible says that as he kept praying that that Joshua and the army were dancing. But when, when Moses got tired and his hands began to fall, the, the, the battle shifted. And all of a sudden Joshua and the Israelites started losing. But, but when Moses lifted his hands back up and Aaron and her came, came next to him. And they, they actually lifted his hands. And as he lifted the hands of, of Moses, the battle was won. So I got a question for you. Who in your life is in battle? Who do you know that is fighting for their life, that's that's lost, that's addicted. That that I, I know in, in my family, there's 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 emotional health, there's there's fear, there's doubt, there's 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 blinders on on our family's eyes. But but we have to continue to lift our hands. And here's the thing. And it maybe maybe your family is good, maybe you're good, but maybe you're like Aaron and her, where you come beside somebody and you say, I'm going to stand with you, and we're going to fight this fight, and we're going to battle. We're going to battle. When we stop praying, the battle shifts. We got to keep praying. So how do, we, how do we become a great intercessor? I got some very simple, practical things. Number one is this. Number one, how do we become a great intercessor? Dedicate time to Prayer. Dedicate time. We, we make appointments for everything. We make appointments for coffee dates. We make appointments for meetings, jobs. We make appointments for self-care. Uh, we make appointments. Let me challenge you. Make an appointment for prayer. Block it out of your calendar where you can just go and talk to God and pray. Don't wait for A meeting. Don't wait for a special time, but but let's make an appointment. Let's let's make prayer a priority. Corey Ten Boom asked this question. She said, "Is prayer is prayer your steering wheel, or is it your spare tire? In other words, is prayer something that you?" just kind of fall back on or is it something that where you can drive and something that you can lean from and something that you can push from? Because church, if we're going to make a difference, it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something. Number two is this, have a fighting spirit. A, a, a true intercessor has a fighting spirit. Now, when I talk about a fighting spirit i don't mean like a reckless lawless destructive lifestyle i don't mean i don't mean like just taking on you know things that you know, no no an intercessor is honorable an intercessor is humble mature disciplined respectful of people an inter- a true prayer warrior is courageous but not reckless a true intercessor understands that their 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 best fighting stance is about position. Position in God's God's army. Can I tell you what our position in God's army is? Here's what James four seven and eight says. It says, "Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts." For your loyalty is divided between God and this world. So here's here's our position. Humility, being close to God, and having pure hearts. That's the position of an intercessor. And number three is this. As intercessors, we must believe. Believe that our prayers are powerful. I'll admit sometimes I pray these like bold prayers or these outlandish prayers, and 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 may, maybe just kind of out of faith, or maybe I just throw it out there, but and just kind of hope. No, today we're gonna pray prayers and believe, believe it. Matthew says this. Matthew twenty one says, Jesus said, "If you believe." If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, you, you, you may not be an experienced prayer warrior. You may not have experienced an inner You may not have gone to prayer school. Or you, you may just feel like, I, I'm, just, I'm just part of a church. I come every once in a while. But I want you to know something. God hears your prayer. Even if you haven't prayed in a long time, God hears your prayer. Even if you think you don't deserve to be heard, God hears your prayer. I'll never forget, years ago, we were out on a mission in Guatemala and this orphanage that we were staying at, they said, they said you know pastor could could you and your team pray for our kids our kids are just acting up there's something wrong with our kids we don't know why why they're just being rebellious did you guys just pray? And there was probably about 25 kids and there was about 15 of us and we said, yeah, let's do it. So we began to fast and and we began to prepare and I told our team, let's get ready, let's love on these kids, let's pray for them. And so that night, we just started with worship and we sang and we sang and then all of a sudden, we started praying for these kids and prophesying over these kids and loving on these kids and then there was this one young man. This kid was he turned bad. He was a good kid. He was about 17, 18 years old, and he had made some decisions that he didn't want to serve God, and he started doing, you know, getting in drugs and alcohol, and they were kind of like, the parents were like him, like pray for him. He was influencing all the rest of the kids. And so I stood next to this young man, and I started praying for him, And then, and then all of a sudden, he fell down to the ground on his knees and I thought oh wow he, look, he's repenting like thank you God and all of a sudden something changed in his voice and he began to scream and and he began to claw the ground this was demonic people this was a demonic thing and he began to claw claw the ground and 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 and, and, and everybody in the room stopped and was looking at this poor young man and I'm I'm praying my standing with uh, sitting with him and and praying with him and he starts growling and yelling and all of a sudden, all of a sudden this this high school girl by the name of Julia Hawk, she becomes running and then she slides, literally slides on the floor, and she hugs this young man from behind. And just intercedes for him. And all of a sudden, whatever was messing with this kid, it just stopped. Stop. This 16 year old, beautiful young lady, meek, humble, very quiet, very reserved young young lady. Believe that God hears her prayer. Can I tell you the truth? This young man today, he's a minister of the gospel. This young man goes now to the villages. He's my friend on Facebook and he's out there ministering. And I bet he's telling the story One prayer changed his life. Church, you have prayers in you that can change people's lives. God hears you. He loves you. He's grateful that you serve him. You know what I want to do? Could you stand with me? We have these prayer boards. Um, We're going to... We get these... We have these prayer boards that we've been asking you to fill out for the last few weeks. I'm going to ask you to do something. You can can write a prayer. If you have not, if you've been, think of a prayer you want to write. You want to write a prayer, put it on the board. I want you to do that. But here's what I'm asking you to do. Because you are an intercessor, I'm going to ask you to take post it with you. I'm going to ask you to take this and I'm going to ask you to intercede on behalf of these needs and these hurts. You can take one, you can take five, you can take them all. But as intercessors, I want you to know that your prayer makes a difference and changes people's lives. As we worship, I'm going to invite you to come on up Write a prayer or take a prayer. Let's pray.